Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. I am so excited to have Drew Towsley with us. He is a master Vogel crystal cutter. He cuts all kinds of crystals from all over the world for healing, for health, for manifestation. He worked with somebody that I adore and never got a chance to meet, Marcel Joseph Vogel. I want to tell you a little bit about Marcel Joseph Vogel before we bring in Mr. Towsley. Marcel Vogel was a research scientist for IBM San Jose facility for 27 years who received over 100 patents for his inventions. One of these was magnetic coating for the 24-inch hard disk drive systems that are still in use. His expertise was in phosphor technology, liquid crystal systems, luminescence, and magnetics. How about that for a background? In the 1970s, he pioneered work in human being and plant communication experiments, which led him to the study of quartz crystals and the creation of what is called a faceted crystal. His research into the therapeutic application of quartz crystals led him to the investigation of the relationship between crystals and water. And he discovered that he could structure water by spinning it around a tuned crystal altering many of the characteristics of water and converting it into an information storage system. Mind-boggling. Many of his videos and writings are still around on the internet, but there was one person in the whole world who had spent six years cutting crystals for Marcel Joseph Vogel. It's Drew Towsley, the owner of Luminary Studios. He makes pendants, healing tools, meditation tools, and the famous Vogel crystals. It is my pleasure and honor to have him here. When somebody works with a master or is in the presence of a master for any length of time, magical and incredible things happen to that person. I feel there's a kind of anointing. There's a transmission from that master to that person. And I want to hear all about Drew's work with Luminary Studios. What's it like to be a crystal cutter for 30 years and since the death of Marcel Vogel He's been cutting crystals another 24 years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Drew Towsley to It's Rainmaking Time. Good morning. Hi, Kim. Thanks for being here. You are very welcome. This is something I have to say to the public. I have to reveal something about my attitude toward crystals and just clear the air here. First of all, I've always felt they were gorgeous. And when people would tell me years ago that crystals carried energy and that they had consciousness, I have to tell you that 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. I would have thought it was a concoction of a California fruits and nuts culture. Right. <laughs> As you said, fruits and nuts culture. It's not that I would have totally dismissed it. I would have found it an interesting conversation. It wouldn't have been as believable to me if I hadn't studied Marcel Vogel's work and how serious he was in the areas that I mentioned in the introduction of this show I mean, that is so robust, that scientific background into these areas that I had to pay attention. Then I was fascinated, and of course, producing and hosting its rainmaking time. I interview so many pioneers and visionaries, a lot of them before their time. Some of them are on time, and some of them will never be on time. But they have remarkable work, and we're at such an exciting time to be alive that it's a perfect time to bring you on the show. So thanks for being there. Oh, sure. No problem. Talk a little bit about your entry, how you met Marcel Vogel, and how you became a crystal cutter and a manager of the crystal cutting facility for him. Okay. Well, I first heard about Marcel, uh, interestingly enough, in a book called The Secret Life of Plants. 
and he was doing experiments um, basically with thought transference. He was he realized that plants are sensitive to thoughts, and uh, as you project them to them, he would take cuttings from plants and things. He did a series of experiments about that. Uh, basically, it's an extension of talking to your plants. If you're a gardener and you have a relationship with your plants, you know that they respond to being loved and that was something that he was basically doing some scientific research with. That. Now, did he work with Cleve Baxter? Uh, I, I'm not sure about that. Honestly. Okay. Uh, I'm sure he was aware of that work, of course. Marceau uh, was a very intuitive scientist, and that's one of the things that I really liked about them. He'd get hunches, and he'd follow those hunches. And uh, so it was a nice combination of intuition and science. So I heard about him. I, I'm from the Midwest. I moved to California. I... I had the opportunity because uh, one of my housemates actually started doing some volunteer work for him in his lab in San Jose, California. And I had the opportunity to see him speak, and something just immediately woke up in me. It's like, okay, Crystals, uh, I was very excited about this, and it happened to be at a time when his son, Marcel Jr., was uh, leaving. He was going to stop cutting. He was doing all the cutting at that time. He was going to stop cutting and join the seminary. They were both uh, raised Catholic. And um, so I had, my grandpa was a rock hound, and uh, I had inherited his equipment when he passed. And I had just enough experience, not very much really, but just enough experience that when he said, do you have experience, I could say, honestly, yes, I do. <laughs> so I, I trained, I uh, had six weeks of training with Marcel Jr. in Marcel's garage in San Jose, and um, I wasn't very good, honestly, at first, um, but I had a real keen desire to do it. And I had this vision in my mind of what, I don't know how or where this came from, but I knew what these crystals were supposed to look like, somehow intuitively. And, uh, you know, I stuck it out working actually in Marcel's garage in San Jose for the first couple of years, and then we got to the point where he uh, knew me well enough and trusted me well enough to move the shop to Santa Cruz, which is where I live. So um, I've been cutting ever since. Uh, you know, we've been perfecting the techniques for cutting them. Um, I had help from some very nice people who were kind enough to share their techniques for cutting. And uh, I've, uh, when I was working for Marcel, one of the things I had was having some awakenings about spirit and consciousness at that time myself. My housemate was teaching me about channeling and stuff like that, which is for the non-initiated, essentially contacting spirits in other dimensions and things like that. It all sounds very woo-woo, but when you've experienced it and you've seen it, then you see that there's some reality to it. Where this has got me, though, is I would sit, when I was working in Marcel's garage, I would sit with each crystal after I cut it. So I was making, like, Vogel 8-sideds and Vogel 12-sideds and all these crystals, and I would sit with each crystal for just a few minutes when I was done, and I could really sense, even though I'd be making, okay, I just made 10 Vogel 8-sided, each one of them had a completely different feel to it, and that was very interesting to me. So I was kind of developing some of my sensitivity while I was doing all that. And then Marcel eventually let me move the shop to Santa Cruz, and, and as I said, we've perfected the techniques, and um, since he passed in 1991... And he passed too early, didn't he, Drew? Well, you know, all in God's time. <laughs> Um, he, as I said, he was the point man. He was the one that came along to get this all going. And, uh, I've been doing the cutting ever since then. You know, it's, uh, it's about, for me, it's about getting all these tools out in the world and into the hands of the people that can use them. 
How can people read books about this? Because I know, remember, he said he was writing a book, but I didn't see a book online. Is there a book online and we just don't know about it? Well, there is a book that he wanted to get published many, many years ago, and there were some complications. I can't really tell you what all the complications were. I can tell you that the book is being published, if it hasn't already been, uh, someone, a friend of mine, Curtis Lang and Jane uh, in, from the Satya Center, here in California. I'll give them a little plug. From the what? Um, they, they've taken the Satya Center. That's truth. Okay. S-A-T-Y-A. Oh, the Satya Center. Okay. Satya Center. They are take, uh, they're in the process. They may already be done with that, of rewriting the book and actually publishing it. So that that is something that will be available soon if it isn't already. That's fantastic. Wasn't there a gentleman in Germany who had either trained with him or worked with him at least who I think has a site on YouTube where a lot of the videos are. Do you know who I'm talking about? I can't remember his name. Well, there's been teachers that have gone over to Germany. Uh, their Marcel's um, materials are available online. You can order them um, from Livestream Associates in Florida. That's probably the person that you're referring to. Um, they are available. They're not great video production quality. Yeah. Uh, Marcel was... Uh, a brilliant scientist, but there was you know things that he didn't really care so much about. <laughs> Video production was one of the, wasn't one of his fortes, but he was a wonderful teacher. I, I did uh, the, his workshop training with him when I was working for him, and he personally showed me you know how he was using the crystals and things. But but again, he was the point man. He came along to get it all going, and that's just the beginning. You know, um, there's. So many different ways of using crystals. Um, my wife and I have had some rem- truly remarkable experiences with them. And um, for the non-initiated, the only way I can explain this is if if you go into a certain part of town that maybe isn't so nice, you you can really feel the energy that's there in that place, you know. And it's an accumulation of the thoughts and feelings of all the people that are living there. You feel that everybody can feel that. We're very the physical body and all of our energy bodies are extremely sensitive to energy. And uh, the crystals are just tools for helping us to get in and, and break up stuck energies and things like that. Uh, Marcel realized that um, the, his basic technique, the basic design for the Vogel crystal, was to go in and focus energy in, a, in sort of a laser-like fashion Um uh, just imagine, for example, that someone was really angry with their parents or something like that, and they've held this grudge and this emotional pattern in their consciousness. Everything is energy. Thought is energy. Emotion is energy. Marcel realized that, and um, the physical body responds to this. That's obvious, you know, when your mood changes and how you, how you feel in your body. I think everyone has experienced that. So the crystal was designed, the basic vocal crystal was designed as a tool for getting in and breaking up stuck energies and getting things flowing again, you know, with the idea that health, true health is just a free flow of energy. You know, you're not stuck in any one place. You're free to be here present in this moment, feeling and experiencing life fully. And, and so the tool was just uh, designed specifically for that. So uh, that was the the real groundbreaking thing, I thought, uh, just getting into that. And because of his history with plants and all this and and his realization that thought and and emotion is energy and um, developing this tool to deal with that and help that, I I thought that was rather remarkable. Had he been alive today, 
I think the knowledge of crystals and their contributions, you'd probably have to train hundreds of people to cut crystals because there's only one of you. Yes. <laughs> there is only one of you. I mean, if I we have that. a huge demand, I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to have to astral travel or something. I don't well, know I've what. Had, yeah, I'd clone myself. That would be nice. Um <laughs> I've, you know, I've had employees and things like that, and I've done that. And for me, it, this is kind of a meditation. It's kind of a quality, not quantity thing that I'm about, really. It's like music, you know. When I'm creating a crystal, I'm, it's almost like I'm writing a song or something like that. That's kind of the way it feels to me. And the quality and um, the sensitivity that I have to the crystal, uh, that all gets reflected in the final product. When I have too much stuff going on here, too many distractions, then I get distracted from my work, and I'm not able to do as good of quality of work. So it's, uh, I just trust that I'm putting the right number of tools out in the world, and uh, I let God take care of the rest of it. That's fantastic. Am I correct that, based on the science, a crystal is not inanimate, it's animate? It's a living thing, yes? Everything is alive. Everything right. has energy. Right. Everything we... responds to energy. Everything responds to thought and emotion. I get that. I totally get that. I'm sure a lot of listeners would understand that. But what did Marcel say about crystals in terms of being animate or living or responsive? And what do you think about it? Well, he, he actually told me he thought they were kind of a, a, an inanimate type of object, and okay. My personal experiences has not been that, and honestly, I've cut thousands and thousands of crystals in my lifetime, and um, I would consider myself more the expert on that at this point than he was, uh, just because of my experience. Um, there's a geometry to the crystal that that affects. Well, let me explain how this all works. Please. I take a crystal which has come out of the earth. It's you know maybe thousands or even millions of years old, I'm not really sure. And I'm cutting it into a geometric shape. My mood, my intention is part of the energy equation. I cut it into a particular shape, which creates a, a resonance, you might say, in yes. the crystal. Okay, it's a resonant quality. And then it's going out in the world and being used by someone else who is relating to it. So their thoughts and emotions come into play with the whole thing, too. And then the crystal, as I said... Each crystal has a, a distinctive energy uh, a pattern, uh, like an imprint, an energetic imprint to it. You might call it a soul. I'm, I'm not really sure, honestly. But um, uh, it's a very complex equation that happens with each crystal. And the different shapes, I'm, I make other shapes besides the Vogel. I've been cutting the Vogels all these years, and I still love them, honestly. Uh, but I have other shapes and things that I've come up with myself, and each shape creates a little different resonance in the crystal. And some can be more feminine, some more masculine, and uh, they have different uses in terms of healing application and things like that, for example. They just have a completely different vibe to them. And so the, the geometry of the shape itself affects the way the energy flows and the way that particular piece resonates. You know? Marcel had explained in, in several of the videos that People often clean their crystals with salt water and leaving it out in the sun, and he didn't really feel that was effective. Can you explain why and what you think about that? Well, he had a breath technique. Uh, I mean, you know, Marcel was not a, a perfect being like, like any of us. I mean, we all have our, our tweaks and flaws and things, but uh, he had a breath technique for clearing the crystals. And 
my feed, the feedback that I've heard from various other people that have been using them is the breast technique wasn't as, wasn't as effective as using the salt water. For example, my wife, who is a pretty amazing healer, uses salt water that works very effectively. So it's um, whatever works for you. There's as many ways to use crystals as there are people on this planet, honestly. There's as many ways to write songs or play music as there are people on this planet. It's, um, you basically trust and go with what works for you, but the salt water works very effectively for us. So. Do you feel that the crystal selects the buyer as much as the buyer selects the crystal? I feel like I do my best work when I, when I know who I'm cutting for because it's like my prayer for this person. I connect with the person energetically. I talk to them or I email them and I connect with them and then I select a crystal based on that whole experience and I cut the crystal with them in mind and I feel like I do. That's my best work that I do. But people, yeah, I think there is a, a sort of an energetic matchup between people. Uh, you'll see something in a store. People have said, oh, I saw that crystal and I knew immediately that that was mine. So um, it's the right tool goes to the right person. You know, it's like the right guy and gal hookup in the same way to have families and all that stuff. It's, I think there is a, a divine guidance that happens with all of that. I, I don't think things happen by happenstance, really. I think it's all, there's the hidden hand always guiding everything. And, and uh, if you can wake up to that, then I think life gets a little easier for all of us. So It sounds like you also are quite guided yourself. So, for example, to be able to talk to somebody and to be able to have a sense of what crystal may be useful for them or powerful or helpful or, you know, they may say, I want a A plus B crystal and you may be talking with them and listening to them and getting, they need a HI crystal. I mean, I'm just making that up, but I understand what happens when that happens to you. I'm kind of more of an artistic type than a scientific type, honestly. And, um, I've learned to trust all that. All, all my designs, for example, that I've come up with for myself have been my willingness to, I pick up a crystal initially and say, okay, God, show me what this is supposed to be. You know, and I start cutting and before you know it, oh, there's a basic shape there. And I put this facet in and this and that. And then suddenly it's like, ching. Oh, that's the shape right there. And, uh, so I, I am definitely one who listens to his intuition. Part of our being, you know, we have these our mental nature, our mind, which is the director. Energy follows thought, but then there's this whole other field. You might call this the divine masculine and the divine feminine. You have to honor both parts of yourself if you're going to be a whole and balanced person. You know, and and the technology run amok without the sensitivity and the awareness and the willingness to listen to spirit and to feel our connection with all of life and to know our responsibility to that connection with all of life. That's what where things have run amok on this planet. And uh, technology is an, a wonderful thing. I mean, we've all benefited from it. I love my iPod and my iPhone and all that kind of stuff. But um, when we lose connection or our sensitivity to the need of the whole and our responsibility to the whole, then things get out of balance, you know, and, and life has been out of balance. And I, I think these crystals are part of uh, opening that field of energy of connection. That's that's why I feel I'm cutting all these. Um, I was told many years ago that these 
um, crystals, everything is consciousness. As I said, like you go into a bad part of town, you feel the consciousness of that part of town, the people that have been there. Well, these crystals are about bringing a heavenly consciousness here and uh, a spirit consciousness and awareness you know, in a, in a loving sort of a space. And I've been cutting all these crystals all these years, and I like to think that they're out there creating a field of energy that's a tangible thing. That's something that we can tap into and experience. And I know from my personal experience that it's real because I've, I've, I sit and I meditate with them, and I've given them to friends, and they go, oh, my God, this feels incredible. And... Uh, that when you have that personal experience with it, you get the reality of it, and you learn to take it in and have that be part of your experience of life. You know, and it's, and it's a nice thing. It's a good experience, like listening to a nice piece of music. You know, you listen to, to Bach. You know, and it's like, oh my God, this is just takes me. It transports me. And crystals can transport you in that same sort of a way. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We are living in one of the most exciting and dangerous times in history. Many of us are being challenged to turn away from parasitic systems of enslavement and misery and move into different life-giving activities, commercial opportunities, and communities. Transition is upon us right now. The seizure of the world's natural resources, the poisoning of our food, water, and air, and the total electronic surveillance of our lives is forcing many of us to develop new rules of engagement for being in the world. Doing business today is way more complex and nuanced. The electronic age is a mixed bag. If you want to live in a more humane world, don't confuse electronic communication with real relationships or knowing who your neighbors are or how they're doing or the importance of sitting down with your family and having meals together. This is real life. Practically everything we've been indoctrinated to believe about life and work is out of touch with what's available to us today. New discoveries about non-locality and consciousness are not only mind-boggling, they are game changers that require us to embrace paradox and ambiguity. Beings and agencies that insist on using deceptive practices, protocols, and instruments for market and industrial domination will eventually realize they are at the tail of a riveting new industrial complex of markets, projects, and products that they never perceived. This new complex is emerging. Receptivity is a human imperative. Imagination is an agency of transport. The current behind the currency matters. And our children and future generations are counting on us to prepare the way for them. I'm Kim Greenhouse. I'm the chief executive officer of the Rainmaking Company, a manifestation agency, a leadership agency, and a development agency. Feel free to call for our rainmaking services, both on an advisory and development level, 626-398-8652. And back to the show. Drew, let's talk applications of how many people who order crystals from you, particularly the Vogel crystals, to start. What are they going to do with them? Marcel was using them to focus energy and to break through things, break through stuck energy patterns and things. You, you can use them to send energy, to give energy to someone. You can use them to pull energy out of people. Um, it, they, they, just having an, a crystal present in like a healing session, for example, um, my wife and I were doing some hypnotherapy training for a period of time, and 
we had a couple of experiences that were kind of freaky, for, even for me in the moment. Um, the teacher was demonstrating on someone in class. They were they brought up an issue in front of the whole class that this person had, and they were working on this issue, and nothing was really happening. They were kind of talking around it. And my wife and I were sitting side by side, and we both just brought our crystals out. Didn't say anything, didn't do anything, didn't intentionally do anything. Brought our crystals out and just held them on our lap. And, and within, seriously, within like 30 seconds, suddenly things started moving and the issue started coming up. That's kind of freaky to, to me, it was in the moment. But we did this repeatedly for various times. Since. So the crystals are bringing a consciousness. Um, they can give, they can receive. They can take energy out. Um, Marcel was actually teaching about using the crystal as a channeling device. There's many, many, many uses just for them. Are most people ordering quartz crystal from you or other types of crystals? Well, quartz is primarily what I cut. I, I don't know if it's just because that's what's available. Uh, uh, there's a lot of it on the planet, which is a good thing. Um, but mostly I'm cutting the quartz family. I cut amethyst, uh, citrine, uh, smoky quartz, clear quartz, rose quartz. I can cut any of those using basically the same techniques. But clear quartz and smoky quartz are primarily what I cut. Do people call you and say, look, I want something for your manifesting, or I'm sick, I feel very, very sick physically, I want something to literally speed the healing in my body? More often than not, I'm getting calls from, I mean, occasionally we'll get someone who's going through some sort of a personal trauma or a crisis, you might say, a healing crisis. And more often than not, I'll refer them to my wife because she's the real true healer of the family. I'm the tool maker. But uh, most of the people contacting me are people that are actually doing therapeutic type work. I'm making the tools for the people who are doing the work. People will buy pendants and things for me for their personal use. But more often than not, this is something that they're wanting for their professional work. There are different types of cuts, like the eight different cuts and 12 different cuts for the Vogel crystal. Why eight? Why 12? Well, Marcel started his basic inspiration was with the four-sided shape, and um, that was inspired by the Kabbalah, the shape of the Kabbalah. He, I guess... You know, things, your voice, it's like the artist in him was saying, well, what would happen if we did six sides or eight sides and things like that? And his basic feeling was that the more sides that the crystal had, the more spin to the energy that is created, which in his mind was making it more powerful to a certain degree. I think it's, um, my experience is it's different people will get called in sort of an intuitive way to different shapes. They just resonate with things in a different way. He, he basically thought the four-sided shape was better for dealing with issues with the physical body. The sixes was better for dealing with emotional issues and things like that. But honestly, uh, we use more of the 12s and 13s than anything else, and they seem to be really versatile, and, they, and you can use them for virtually any type of issue. You know, Did he create a 12 cut? As well? Yes. Uh, the most sides I made while working for him was 13 sides. And since his passing in 91, we've done 16, 18. Uh, I've, I can personally cut up to 33 sides. Uh, there are other companies that cut these by, uh, well, they cut, you might say, pseudo-vogels um, or their own designs with a machine, and they've done up to 144 sides. Those oh, my are God. Brazil. 
But why do 13 sides? Like, what did that mean? Or what was the intent with 13 sides? Well, 13, it, you kind of get into the uh, sacred geometry and the right. meaning of numbers and things okay. like that. Uh, 13 has been the mystical number. Um, I had some really... You, very interesting personal experiences when I first started cutting the 13s back in the 80s. And, um, for example, I the, the very same week that I started cutting them, um, I was living in an apartment here in Santa Cruz, and uh, they changed the zoning in the, in the property, and I had to, to move out. I had a couple things happen. First of all, one of my cats got killed. Oh, no. And then... Uh, which is you know, an attachment, something we love. And then I, I was uh, basically forced to move out of the apartment that I was living in. And uh, so it was kind of about releasing and letting go. That's what I got from all this. So I, those two things happened at exactly the same time that I was starting to cut the Vogel 13s. And I saw a correlation, and um, I saw meaning in that. To me, healing, we start to, we tell ourselves these stories and we create these patterns of thought and emotion because of these stories that we tell ourselves about our life, who we are, what we are. Oh, this happened to me, and I'm this way because of that, blah, blah, blah. And we all do this to some degree. And the crystal can come along and gives us a, it's a tool for kind of breaking through some of that stuff and letting some of that stuff go. The, the Vogel 13, I think, is... To me, it's kind of the master healer. If I had one tool, that's the tool that I would have, and my wife is pretty much of the same mind. Very interesting. It's just, it's able to get to the bottom of the pot and stir whatever is up and needs to be released. And and then you have to look at it and you go, do I choose to continue with this way of thinking and being, or do I choose to think some new thoughts? It's almost like we're computers in a certain sense, you know, and we get... We've got this uh, jumble of programming that we've been taking on, uh, conditioning from our parents, conditioning from society, TV, you know, the media, everything. We're taking in all this information and thoughts all the time, and it's kind of an unconscious jumble of programming that comes into us. And at some point, you've got to realize, well, no, I'm not that. I'm not my parents. I'm not, you know, I wasn't raised in you know, the 40s or the 30s or wherever your parents were raised. I'm a different sort of a person. And you so you start to basically take charge of programming who you are. And, and the crystal is really just a tool for helping you to do that. Once you cut a crystal for people, do they ask you where do they learn to use them? How do they learn to use them? I get that all the time. And as I said, my wife is the healer. She does sessions and things like that. She does some training uh, over the phone mostly. But um, I've, it's not been my calling. I, my calling has really been making the tools. There are people out, many people out teaching, doing workshops and things like that all over the place. There's no one outfit that I can, that I generally recommend. Uh, there are books. Uh, I'm pleased that Marcel's book is actually finally being published. That's something that I would stock and, and put out there. That's great. I really welcome people who are listening to purchase Marcel Vogel's book as soon as it's published and ready to go. I think it'll be an extraordinary work that will really survive him for as long as the planet's here. I think his work is so substantial and remarkable. I'm just so sorry I never got a chance to meet him, honestly. Just what a what an extraordinary being. Let's go back to that example. I know you talked a little bit about it. Let's say people have issues with their parents, they're doing healing work, they're releasing stuff. Critical mass of people have issues with their parents, unfinished business, stuff that's in their subconscious, 
It wouldn't be surprising to me. And so the thing that you brought up would be very good as an application. So can you talk about an application? How have you seen Marcel Vogel's healing crystals work when people buy a crystal from you that you cut, given Marcel's blueprints and whatever else you put into the crystal, imbued into the crystal? Now, what do they do? Do they talk to the crystal? Do they hold the crystal? What are they doing with it? You do create a relationship with the crystal. This may sound strange, like talking to rocks or something, but there is... Uh I've had customers that have bought pieces, and and then it's like I don't know, Drew. This this isn't doing anything. And I said, Well, how are you relating to this thing? And it's uh, it, it's a relationship that you create uh, with the crystal. You, I mean, you you love it, and it loves you right back. You, you're empowering it by the relationship that you have with it. That's the power of your spirit and consciousness with this thing. But uh, generally speaking, um, you're. It's a tool for focusing energy, you know, and uh, you can do self-healing. But Marcel's basic technique was coming, and this is what I loved about Marcel. He was, he was a scientist. He had a very strong mind, a very commanding presence, but he was so intuitive, and he was, he was a big teddy bear of a man, you know. I mean, he had literally had teddy bears in his office sitting around. And, <laughs> and that was the kind of guy he was. You know, he, he never lost... Uh, touch with that earthier side, you know, and I think that's really important. And um, he was—he was a very sweet guy inwardly, you know, very fiery, but also very sweet. And um, so his basic technique was uh, basically finding a way to enter enter the person's emotional field, their energy field, excuse me, by coming into the heart or into the thalamus gland, that that area of the body and creating a circuit of energy, and, and the healer and the person being worked on would be focusing the energy together, okay? And they'd be going into the issue and then using breath work and, um, to help focus the energy and to release it. That, that was his basic technique. But that, that's just what kind of got things going. Um, there are many other ways of doing it. Just having the crystal out while a person, uh, this is shifting, from my wife's experience, you know, having a person start starting them talking about what's been going on, and then bringing the crystal out, and uh, it creates this field of energy, like interdimensional. I, I can't even explain it because I don't fully understand everything that's going on, but I can say it it empowers, it reaches somehow, um, it creates a field of energy that can break through the story. As I said, we we tell ourselves these stories, you know, about ourselves. Something happens, and then we just kind of re- recycling that through our mind over and over again. And the way uh, life works, energy follows thought. So if you keep telling the same story, you just keep reinforcing that same pattern for yourself, and that's what's going to keep manifesting for yourself until you, basically, until you learn to break through that and see and choose a new story to tell about yourself. And the the crystal is a tool for re- for releasing those things. You know, it, it it somehow reaches into those thought and emotional dimensions and can break that stuff up. When I asked you a little bit earlier if Marcel felt that the crystal was animate, and you had said that he actually thought it was inanimate, but when you take into consideration everything that you're saying, and you know, my experience of watching Marcel Vogel's work and teaching for I don't know five six hours. He can't have possibly totally 100% thought that crystals are inanimate because, I mean, look at what you're talking about, the impacts, right? 
There's something to them being living things, even though they're not animated. You know what I'm saying? I do. To me, it's, uh, I mean, he, I haven't said this yet. He had told me that, actually put out this information that crystals are telephones for God. I love that. I always love that. (laughs) When he said that. God being everywhere, God being, you know, the the all-pervasive spirit and intelligence that's in everything, you know, it's just a way for uh, different aspects of creation to communicate, uh, like an energy transducer, you know, sound, it's similar to a microphone, you know, uh, you're you're talking on the microphone, the microphone converts that to electrical energy, which gets amplified or recorded or whatever. Uh, it's the same with crystals. They they have a way of transducing different levels of uh, consciousness, spirit, energy, however you see that, into different levels that uh, can communicate with different parts of the universe and things. It's, it sounds very out there, but I've I've seen it and experienced it enough times to know that that's what's actually going on. So. What does the double terminated shape have to do with producing some type of results for us? Is there something about that cut or the shape of the crystal being double terminated that's extremely important? The way Marcel theorized the energy going through is that the energy is kind of bouncing back and forth in, inside the crystal from tip to tip and building a charge basically until it gets released so it was um, what he saw that was as a way of amplifying the energy that was one of the qualities that that marcel really saw with the crystals was that they are amplifying energy you're, you're taking that you're using it as a focus point and it's creating a cohesive beam of energy with your intention your will your thought gets projected through the crystal um, your soul force, if you will, and your intention. And that's what uh, helps to build the charge to break through the stuck and stagnant energies and things. So the double terminated crystal was, uh, that was his way. You know, that's not the only crystal shape out there. There are other schools of thought, like the pranic schools that have a round butt end. And they use the crystal in a completely different fashion. They're actually holding it up and they're, it's like they're they're not using their personal energy as part of the healing process. They're they're tapping into it in a diff- little different sort of a way. You know, that's um, completely different approach than what Marcel's was. And yet, Marcel was really into prana because I saw him doing the breathing exercises. Right. Right. He studied. He was uh, well read. He studied. Um, I know that he. Uh, because I have the book, uh, he had a, was reading a book, a yoga that someone had given to him, and really studying the, you know, the Hindu mysticism and some of those sorts types of things, just trying to get some insight into the way things worked. He was very curious and uh, like a kid in in that sense, you know, and followed his intuition and uh, wherever his curiosity would go, and I think that's an admirable quality. I really liked that about him. Before you begin cutting any crystal, does the crystal go through any process? Do you pray over it? Do you meditate over it? Is there any kind of process that happens? Well, I have my little yeah method, if you will. Um, I kind of get an intuitive hit when I'm I'm looking at the crystal for a particular order, and part of it's just practical reality. Is this the right size, the right shape that I need for this order? But... Uh, there's more than that. Usually it's just me asking for guidance and to pick 
the perfect crystal for that person. And then I have a prayer. It might be so simple as, you know, God, show me, help me to do the best possible job on this crystal for this person. Sometimes it's more elaborate. Sometimes uh, I get Internet sales, and people will send me a photo. They'll, I'm connected with... Um, like the Four Winds Healing Group, uh, which is basically a shamanic-type training. And the people will have power animals, and they'll have uh, power places, and all this information that they'll be sending me about them. So I'll, I'll read over all their, their information, try to get tuned into them. I have their photo, you know, and I'm just trying to get a sense of who this person is and where they are on their path. And then I'll go and I'll look for the crystal for them, and then I'll, I'll say a, a prayer and... Um, that's my work is, um, it's my connection with spirit and, you know, Marcel had his, I have mine, we all have ours connection with spirit and, and the great artists, uh, the great scientists, they've followed that, they've listened to that voice and they followed that. And that, that's, I think what makes us great, you know, when, when we can get in that place. And so I've tried to bring that into the process with each and every crystal. I, I try to give a hundred percent of myself to each of those crystals and the feedback from all the people that I get is really, really positive. And people can tell my work from other people's work, as I can. And um, it's that intention um, that makes the difference, you know, the, the willingness to listen and to bring spirit into whatever you're doing. It could be washing the dishes. If you're washing the dishes well and really present, then that's a great, you've done something really wonderful, you know, and that's, uh, that's what's important to me is to be open and connected in that way with everything that I'm doing. And I certainly try to bring that into the cutting equation here that I'm doing. How long sometimes does it take you to cut a crystal? Like give the audience just a feel for sometimes how long it can take. That's funny because it can change radically. I mean, I can... It's so much depends on your mood and focus. Um, I sometimes I can do a cut of oval crystal in like two hours and fifteen minutes, you know, and, and other time it might take me four and a half hours to do exactly the same thing. It's just the weirdest thing. Sometimes it's the condition of your tools. Sometimes uh, you're supposed to spend more time with that crystal for some reason. I, I can't even explain all this. I don't understand why it all happens this way. Um, it's just the most strange thing. I have learned, uh, and this was an interesting thing, that uh, I can pick up a crystal and start cutting and go, okay, it's like my little prayer to God is like I say, okay, I want to be done with this at 3 o'clock. And I can, uh, ninety, probably 98 times out of 100, I'll have that done within about two or three minutes of when I said that I was going to have it done. That's kind of funny. But sometimes if you're being a little more unconscious, it, it just... Um, it's just a, it's a flow. It's a flow of energy, and that flow of energy changes every time that you do it. It's just different. Well, I really want to thank you for being with us and for the work that you do in the world and for continuing while you're also doing your own type of cutting and your own type of crystals for allowing Marcel Vogel's work to continue and be made available to the world. Absolutely. I'm sure he appreciates it from where he is. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> Pardon me? I would think so, yes. And for those of you listening who would like to get in touch with Drew Towsley, you can go to his studio, luminarystudios.com, L-U-M-I-N-A-R-Y, studios.com. Order yourself a crystal and get on the phone with Drew, and I'm sure you'll have a great experience. And I really want to thank you for being with us. And 
maybe at another time when we do some more work in the area of the science part of this, it would be great to have you back, maybe with a couple other people as well. Okay. Thank you very much. I'd like to imprint into your crystal studio. It's rainmaking time. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you very much. 